Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some common mistakes that you may make out there in your service business. I'm going to go over some things that, of course, I've done and a lot of people have done out there. And I think if you learn from these mistakes, you'll be definitely a lot better off. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the first thing that you're going to run into, or it's pretty common actually, where the customer wants to buy their own equipment, their own parts, their own cleaner, and have you put that in the pool for them. I would say that in most cases, they don't really understand what they're purchasing. They don't know the ins and out of certain things, especially like a pool pump, a filter, and sometimes even automatic cleaners. They may make the wrong choice there. So it's much better if you pick out the equipment and the cleaner for the customer rather than have them do it. It would be like me buying you know, some car parts for my truck and having my mechanic put it in when they probably know the better parts to put in or even for my HVAC system. I don't think anyone would want to do that. But at the same time, everyone does it for their pool, which I find kind of unusual because it's so common for a customer to buy something and have it waiting for you and say, can you install this? And the problem is they don't really understand what they're buying and what you need to do. And so it's a problem that you're going to run into for sure out there. For example, they might buy a three horsepower variable speed pump when they have a 120 volt equipment pad. And usually it will have dual voltage ability, but it's going to modulate that pump down to like 1.65 horsepower, one and a half horsepower. So this wasted six or seven hundred dollars buying a pump with a higher horsepower they didn't need. Or maybe they have a single speed pump and they have a salt system and they have that connected to an intermatic timer, and they purchase a variable speed pump themselves, and you go to install it, and you realize that there are no auxiliary relays, when you could have easily bought them a variable speed pump with some auxiliary relays, and you could connect a salt system to that, and you could get, get rid of the intermatic timer. But since they didn't do that, you have to keep the timer for the salt system, and then wire the VS pump. It's really a big mess, and it's something that can be avoided If you simply inform your customers that it's far better if you pick out the equipment or the cleaner for them, since you have the experience and you really know what would work best for them. And it's one of those things where a lot of people think they're going to save money by buying it themselves. They may not like the price you get from your wholesaler and you're going to mark it up to a retail price that they might not be happy with. So they'll go out there and shop and buy something. Now, should you flatly refuse to install something that the customer purchased? I would say... I wouldn't, unless it's something that's going to really impact the function function of the pool and make it more difficult, then I would tell them that, you know, maybe you want to return this and I'll pick this up. But a lot of times they're just price conscious and they bought 
whatever they bought because it was cheaper than what you quoted them. And so I would install it. I would charge them the install fee because someone's going to install it there anyway. So it might as well be you. Just warranty your install, but you can't warranty the product. And so later on, if they have a problem with the VS pump that they purchased, they're going to have to call the manufacturer themselves and schedule the warranty call. You can't do that because you didn't put it, you didn't buy that product from your distributor. Therefore, all the warranty issues are on the customer and they have to take care of that. And the same thing with automatic cleaner. A lot of times if the customer buys one and you know it's not going to be suitable for their pool, I will tell them to exchange it and get something else. But I've had lots of customers over the year just go to Leslie's and purchase their automatic cleaner and leave it at the pool side. In most cases, it's okay. But sometimes they'll buy something like a Hayward Navigator and definitely there's a better cleaner than that one I would have purchased. And I let them know that if they want to return it, they can still do that and get this cleaner instead. Most of the customers will let me purchase the cleaner for them and put it in the pool. But there are some that are looking for a deal and they buy something on sale. So those are some occasions where you just kind of grin and bear it. But in most cases, if the customer buys their own equipment or their own product to put in the pool, it's really difficult for you to communicate to them that, you know, when I get it from my wholesaler, I've got a better warranty in most cases. And if something happens to this product, let's say I put it in the variable speed pump and after one year there's a problem, just let them know that you'll be handling all the warranty calls and all the warranty work for the customer. And that's why it's better for you to pick out the equipment for them and, and everything else that is going to go along with their pool. Another problem that you're going to run into is when you go do a bid for service, you want to make sure that you note any defects in the pool you can note it, you know, either in a message to the customer or with photos. Photos are probably better. But for sure, I would say if you see like a rust stain on the step area or if you see a crack on the plaster or some cracked tiles, note that somewhere. You're just going to be like the person at the rental car agency. Whenever you rent a car, they'll walk around with you and they'll point out different things. I think, you know, if you bring it back with something that has a that's a dent smaller than the size of a quarter, they don't really um, ding you for that. That's probably a attended pun there. But you walk around at the beginning when you're renting the car. Then when you return it, you're going to walk around the car again with the rental car employee and see if there's any scratches or dents or anything like that. Same thing when you do a bid for the pool that you're taking over because nine times out of ten, if you don't do this, later on, the customers would be like, hey, you know, there's a crack here in my step and it wasn't here before you took over service. So document that because you're going to have photos of it. You'll be like, no, uh, Miss Jones, here's the picture that I took when I took over service of your pool from the last company. And you can see clearly that this chip was there. And here's the date of the photo. You know, you want to document that because you don't want to be blamed for something later on that was pre-existing. And this happens all the time. The customers aren't that particular, paying particular attention to their pool. And then when you take over from another company or if you just take over from them doing it themselves, they'll start noticing things about the pool and pointing them out to you that were pre-existing. So definitely make, you know, plenty of notes about that. If you see anything glaring like, you know, calcium nodules or if you see rust stains or cracked tiles, like I mentioned, these are all important things to point out during your initial inspection of the pool when you're doing the initial bid for service. And when you land that pool for service, definitely keep those files handy in case the customer says something about something about the pool that was pre-existing and they're trying to blame you for it. And this is also something very common when you're doing a green pool cleanup. The customer will have you clean their pool and you, you can't really see the surface and the bottom and you don't know what's pre-existing and what's not. 
So after you do the green pool cleanup, the customer may come back and say, hey, you know, there's this big rust stain on a deep end that wasn't there before you started the green pool process, and now it's there, and you know exactly what caused that. There was some kind of metal laying in the bottom of the pool for like a year because they neglected their pool. So make sure that when you do a green pool cleanup, you let the client know that, you know, you're not responsible for any kind of discoloration, any kind of marks on the plaster or pool surface, even as a vinyl liner that are caused by neglect. And so you're not going to be blamed or take the blame for anything that you can't see currently because there's no way to tell what's on the surface. And most customers will be understanding. If you want them to sign like a waiver, you can, of course, draw something simple up, you know, if you have a contract for green pools. But I would just do it in the message, at least have them acknowledge that if there's anything that might have fallen into the pool. And explain to them that sometimes you've done green pool cleanups where some kids threw batteries in the pool. This happened to me. And of course, they're going to explode on the bottom and leave a pretty bad stain. Or there may be something metal that fell in the pool. You can't really tell because you can't see the bottom. And there may be some discoloration of the plaster due to all the organic staining from all the dirt being on the bottom of the pool. And you can't see all that. So let them know that. And most customers will understand that the pool, you know, they might not even know what the pool looked like before if they bought the house like that. But they will be understanding that, okay, there may be some stains on the bottom. And I'm not going to blame the pool technician that's going to do the green pool cleanup. Because if you don't express that at the beginning, then it's, it's not written down or if it's not verbally said that, hey, you know, maybe some stains on the green pool. I've seen this before. So when it starts to turn back to blue, if you notice something that wasn't there before, it wasn't caused by me because nothing that I'm putting in your pool is going to stain the surface. And so after I do the green pool cleanup, if you notice any rust stains or any kind of discoloration of the plaster, that was not caused by the process. It was a pre-existing thing underneath the, the algae that no one saw. And usually they're going to be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's better to say that before than afterwards where the customer's like, hey, look at that rust stain or look at this stain here. I, I bet that was caused when you did the green pool cleanup because that wasn't there before. And so, again, everything needs to be verbalized. And if you feel you need to have it written down, you can certainly have them sign a simple waiver that you wrote up saying that you're not responsible for any pre-existing stains that may have existed before you did the green pool cleanup. And then I'll transition into the acid wash process because this is a very similar problem you're going to run into. And before you start the acid wash, you want to verbally tell the customer that every outcome is different. You're not really going to be able to guarantee that the pool is going to look much better. In most cases, it does it does look much better, but you can't guarantee that outcome. And then there may be some stains that have calcium buildup on top of them, which may require you to sand down that area of the pool. And that's going to be an extra charge later if you have to power sand any area of the pool to get the staining off. And that, of course, will be extra because that's extra labor and time. And so if I have to do any kind of power sanding, I'll let you know. So here's the price for the acid wash, you know, $800. But if I have to do any power sanding, it's going to add, you know, $100 per hour to that. And there may be some stains that aren't going to be removed during the acid wash process. They're more permanent in the plaster, you know, because your plaster is about 10 years old. So I can't guarantee anything when I do the acid wash. And just explain in detail, you know, lower their expectations down. Because the last thing you want to do again is do the acid wash. And then you're going to have the customer say to you, you know, I wish that the shallow end, that stain would have been removed by the acid wash. I'm not too happy of the outcome. But if you didn't prep them beforehand that some of the stains may not come out, 
this is going to really change your attitude because they're going to really think that you didn't do a good job doing the acid wash, that the stain should have been removed. If you were simply just say at the beginning, you know, we can't guarantee the outcome. There's a lot of stains that may be permanent. They may lighten up in the acid wash, but you may be able to see, still see them. If you had done that and the customer saw that stain in the shallow end, they would have thought back and said, well, he did mention that, you know, some stains would just get lighter, wouldn't go away completely. And I guess that's one of them. And so this is kind of the way you have to approach everything. If you can communicate all of this in detail before you start the job, it's going to go a lot better for you in the green pool cleanup and also an acid wash. Because later on, if you don't communicate this, the customer, it's like an open end for the customer to come in there and say that this is wrong or that's wrong. When in fact, if you prep them beforehand, their attitude is a lot different. And I've noticed this when I'm tired and I'm not really paying attention and I don't go through this routine with the customer. I'm doing a green pool cleanup and I've been really busy. And I don't go over some of these details. I realize later that, oh man, I should have told them this because look at that stain there. I know that didn't happen when I did the green pool cleanup. And then you have to worry about it. And most of the time, the customer is like so happy the pool is blue anyway that they don't really care. But sometimes you get run into those customers that are like, hey, that wasn't there before you did the process. So make sure you clarify everything with the customer. And this last one is kind of tied in with the first one. But let's say you bought the product for the customer and then they come back and say, hey, look at this, this price that you quoted me. I see it here on Amazon for, you know, $200 less. You quoted me, you know, $1,200 for that filter. And here it is on Amazon for $1,000. So I'd like you to make an adjustment in the price for me because I found it cheaper online. And I think you're really taking me for a ride here. I, I really think your prices are just way too high. And this is kind of a thing where the internet really hurts your business because a lot of the stuff on Amazon, who knows where they get it from. A lot of it's probably drop shipped from the factory. Some of it might not have the warranty that you have from your distributor. And sometimes the online price, surprisingly, is lower than the wholesale price you pay for an item. It's one of those head scratchers. Like, how can they sell it so cheap? And your wholesaler, of course, has to stock it. They have to have a warehouse. They pay rent. They pay for the employees. They pay for the electricity. So there's, of course, overhead for the wholesaler. And someone who just drops ships from Amazon doesn't have that same overhead. A lot of things that are happening in Amazon right now is that there's a bunch of sellers that are buying stuff. And then buying stuff actually, I think, on Amazon. And then reselling it on their own Amazon site for a little bit more, making money that way. So that kind of shows you how inexpensive a lot of items are on Amazon and other online sites. So how you how do you handle the customer that wants a refund? This is one of those things where it depends on the customer. It depends on your relationship with the customer. A lot of times I'll tell the customer, well, the reason why my price is higher is because, of course, I'm going to pick it up and I have to bring it over to your house. And also the warranty, I can tell you that if there's something goes wrong with this filter, it has a two-year warranty. And so I'll just cut it out or whatever, or have the company come over here and fix it if necessary, and I'll take care of all the warranty work. Whereas if you buy it on Amazon, you have to deal with the manufacturer directly, and I really can't touch anything and take any parts back or get any parts on the warranty for you. So that's why one reason why my price is a little bit higher is because I take care of all the warranty work for you, and I'll call the, the company out to fix it for you. And also, I just really can't match the online prices. I'm not sure where they get the product from. And you don't know if it's been used or if it's been, you know, whatever. You can't really see it. But I know that in my wholesaler, 
everything comes in brand new in the box from directly from the manufacturer. And I can guarantee that product is a genuine product where I can't guarantee the same thing online. And a lot of the online purchases you're going to make are going to have a shorter warranty period. So a lot of manufacturers are giving you only a 45-day warranty or a 30-day warranty on something. Whereas the one from my distributor has a one-year warranty or a two-year warranty, depending on whatever product you're talking about. And you want to explain that to them in detail. Now, if that doesn't convince them that, you know, the reason why you charge a little more, then if they really are pushing you and they're really giving you a hassle about it, I would definitely refund them the difference at that point. And then they're on my short list of customers to drop. So when I get a better account and I can afford to get rid of that customer, I'm going to let them go because they don't understand that I got to put food on the table for my family. And if they're so adamant about the price and so fixated on saving money, that's not the client that you want. They don't respect you as a business person. And they certainly aren't someone you want to clean or service their pool long term. But you're going to run into that a lot where the customer is saying like, you know, what? you bought this basket for me and you charged me $18 on my invoice, and I see the same basket on Amazon for $10, so I need you to refund me the difference. And it's not the same basket, of course, because your wholesaler only carries Pentair baskets or Hayward baskets, and on Amazon, they can carry any generic basket they want. So there's a big difference in the quality, but the customer doesn't know that. And you don't want to waste your breath on people like that. I really don't like when people do that, and sometimes I'll just give them the refund back to their 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 account. Other times I'll just explain to them that that's a generic basket compared to this one. But a customer matching the price is something you're going to definitely have to deal with out on your pool route. And you're going to eventually run into it with one product or another that they're going to find that they think is cheaper online. But hopefully the majority of your customers will respect you enough not to question you and not to try to penny pinch you and chisel you down on every single thing with their pool. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can find those by going to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.